This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by Kraken. Good morning. This is Markets Daily from Coindesk. George Galoon is here again with your featured story. On today's show, we're bringing the Wondercraft AI voice back yet again to read a piece by Project Glitch. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide financial advice. Project Glitch is a team of journalists exploring the future of the internet. The article was sent to me by Mark Hochstein, the executive editor of Consensus here at Coindesk, and it's a pretty lengthy one, so I'll let it stand on its own for today's featured story. The piece is titled, RIP DAOs? One theory of innovation, albeit a cynical one, is that most of what technologists call innovation is really just an attempt to exploit regulatory gaps before they close, to capture value in areas where legal precedent is shaky and the technology in question is misunderstood, and then leverage this confusion as much as possible for growth and power and money before these opportunities go away. If you find this theory compelling, you'll probably look at companies like Uber and Lyft and see something that looks a lot like a cab company. Rather than seeing the transition from dispatch to smartphone-based ride, hailing as novel and fundamental, you'll see a trivial tweak that allowed these companies to circumvent important rules, rules that forced cab companies to provide things like employment contracts and job security, say, and allowed ride-sharing companies to ignore the assertion of transit authorities that they were, in fact, cab companies. Innovation. You'll probably also agree with a legal stance recently taken by the U.S. Commodities Futures Trading Commission, or CFTC, the government agency in charge of regulating the derivatives market, in a lawsuit against UkiDAO, a decentralized autonomous organization, that describes itself as a protocol for tokenized margin trading, borrowing, and lending. The agency argued that UkiDAO wasn't innovative at all. It was, regulators said, little more than an unincorporated association, something like a nonviolent version of a mafia crime syndicate. In a bizarre episode of American Jurisprudence, which involved the CFTC serving UkiDAO via the chatbot on its website only to find that nobody bothered to show up in court, a federal judge agreed ruling in June that while UkiDAO may think of itself as a neutral software protocol operating as a digital cooperative, it's really just a trading platform that's been acting unlawfully since 2021. In light of the decision, a group of crypto lawyers operating on another, more charitable theory of innovation now say it's time to rethink the entire concept of a DAO. UkiDAO may have been a grift, they admit, operating under the false assumption that by adopting a DAO structure, they could evade the law. But the idea of the DAO in general is worth defending, as it can allow for things that traditional organizational structures cannot, things like coordinating finances democratically and transparently while sharing resources between strangers without the need for an intermediary, actual innovation. The case of UkiDAO figures to be a body blow for DAOs, and it's not a huge stretch to imagine that they may be dead, at least in their current form. But as the concept begins to fall within the auspices of the law, we may be entering a new era of online coordination. Long live the DAO. The court's ruling in June came after a period of legal uncertainty, which began in September 2022, when the CFTC issued an order, meaning it filed and settled charges simultaneously against a company called B0X and its founders, Tom Bean and Kyle Kistner. The agency charged the group with illegally facilitating the sale of assets the CFTC regulates, while also failing to adopt a customer identification, KYC program. At the same time, it charged UkiDAO with the same crimes. 
UkiDAO is the operating name of BZX DAO, which in August 2021 took over control of the BZX protocol from B0X. In its complaint, the CFTC argued that for all intents and purposes, UkiDAO was the same type of organization as B0X. It ran the same software in the exact same manner. The CFTC claimed that by transferring control of B0X's software to a DAO structure, its founders believed that its operations would be enforcement-proof and that its founders touted as much to the B0X community. The enforcement action in September ordered Bean and Kirstner to pay a $250,000 civil monetary penalty and warned that if UkiDAO didn't respond to the charges within three weeks, it would receive a default judgment. That's what happens when the defendant doesn't show up in court, so the claimant, in this case the CFTC, receives everything they want. The CFTC argued that UkiDAO ran afoul of the Commodity Exchange Act, a law from 1936 that regulates commodity trading in the U.S. According to the agency, since UkiDAO was operating as an unincorporated association, in legal terms it also qualified as a person and was thus liable for violations of the law. That's based on a legal concept called corporate personhood, in which corporations and other similar entities have the same rights as natural persons, a.k.a. humans. By pursuing a default judgment, the CFTC angled to enshrine its arguments as law, with no opposition. And it worked. In June, the CFTC got its default judgment. UkiDAO owes the CFTC about $650,000 and needs to end registration in the DAO immediately. And if reporting from the crypto media is correct, it will also shut down. DAO enthusiasts argue that the CFTC has been running roughshod over due process and unilaterally setting all sorts of legal precedents. For example, when the CFTC served UkiDAO legal notice via its chatbot, nobody had ever done that before. No court had ever established that a DAO token holder is a member. For that matter, none had ever established what a DAO really is in the eyes of the law. But what's really at stake here isn't just the fate of some minor software project. What's at stake is the future of DAOs as a concept, and by extension, the way people organize online. A note from the Markets Daily team. Project Glitch then includes a section titled, A Brief Primer on DAOs, in which they explain the concept's origins and highlight some of the most crucial examples of DAOs, including the DAO and Constitution DAO. Check out the link in the show notes if you'd like to read more about this section. But for today's show, we'll skip it and stay focused on Uki Dao. Stay tuned for after the break when Project Glitch takes a look at what the Uki Dao case means for DAOs in general. Meet the all new Kraken Pro, the powerful, customizable, beautiful way to trade crypto. It's Kraken's most powerful trading platform ever packed with trading features like advanced order management and analytics tools, all in a redesigned, modular trading interface. So head to pro.kraken.com and trade like a pro. Not investment advice. Some crypto products and markets are unregulated. The unpredictable nature of the crypto assets market can lead to loss of funds and profits, may be subject to capital gains tax. Even if it's true that the DAO was just a front for a centralized business, the CFTC's legal approach in the case will have implications for all DAOs. In one swoop, the agency was able to establish not only the way that DAOs fit into the eyes of the law as an unincorporated association with voting token holders considered members in that association, but in doing so, it opened up those members 
to explicit legal liability. According to a lawyer who co-wrote an amicus brief that was filed in the case, that was exactly the CFTC's intention. As the lawyer explained to me, the important thing about that category of entities, by which he means unincorporated associations or general partnerships, is that unlike an LLC or a corporation, they do not have limited liability for members of that association. In other words, as members, they can be sued for the actions of the entire association. That's part of the reason why Ukidao did not defend itself in court. And it's the main reason why Dow structures are now more or less dead. The case set the precedent that simply voting in a Dow governance proceeding is enough to qualify someone as a member of that Dow, and members can be held liable for the actions of that Dow. It's a trade-off that few, if any, people are likely to make. So if you've set up a Dow and you want people to continue participating in your Dow, you will need to adopt some other legal structure, presumably one that protects people and fits more favorably within the constraints of the law. This is already starting. Just a few weeks ago, an outfit called Abracadabra Dow decided to appoint a trustee to manage things like trademarks and server expenses, and also to be a point of contact in the case that it gets sued. Similarly, Sushi Dow opted for a new corporate structure to manage its affairs, dividing its administration between a Dow, a foundation, and a corporation. And while becoming more centralized might undermine the original vision of Dows, some crypto lawyers now think a change of identity is exactly what's needed in order to preserve what they still see as an innovative idea. The general counsel at crypto R&D firm Delphi Labs a few months before the Uki case helped pen a sort of conceptual prospectus for a new kind of on-chain organization they call a Borg. In it, they argue that the concept of a DAO no longer has any clear or distinct meaning and that the term now refers to any group of people engaging in virtually any kind of activity that uses smart contracts or blockchains to some modest extent or is otherwise pro-crypto. But these entities are intrinsically and insuperably centralized, Delphi's report says, and may effectively just be unincorporated software firms or consulting companies. In other words, DAOs only in name. And by pretending to be something they're not, they have opened themselves and their participants up to legal problems while diluting the meaning of the concept into a vague, imprecise puff. What the Delphi team suggests is returning the DAO paradigm to its original meaning, while recharacterizing some purported DAOs as Borgs, so named to riff on sci-fi cyborgs who combined human or natural characteristics with robotic ones like artificial limbs and microchips. They suggest Borgs will augment state-chartered entities, legal persons, with autonomous software like smart contracts and AI. Quote, similar to DAOs, Borgs operate mostly in public and seek to utilize cutting-edge technology and economic incentive mechanisms to minimize traditional trust-based reliance on intermediaries, fiduciaries, and other agents. Unlike a DAO, however, Borgs are not intended to be fully transparent, fully decentralized, or fully autonomous, or to rely on technological and economic incentive mechanisms alone. Instead, they are incorporated as state-chartered entities and rely on a mix of legal, technological, and economic mechanisms. End quote. So, depending on your perspective, Dow's path to innovation is either on its way to closing or it is still right at the start. Because if you're a crypto cowboy and you want to wrangle regulatory gaps, you might have a hard time convincing your peers to go along with you, at least within this particular gap. But if you're a true believer in the opportunities that on chain organizations might beget, then stitching your innovative baby to a traditional one, like an LLC, might be just the sort of bootstrap you need to achieve the coveted goal of mainstream adoption. And that may be quite innovative indeed. 
This piece was written by Sam Venice. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. For those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can email podcasts at coindesk.com with the subject line, Markets Daily. I'm George Kaloudis, and this episode was produced and edited by Eleanor Paul with executive production by Jared Schwartz. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. I'll see you all tomorrow.